Dope Discussions Podcast. Dope Discussions, gay to Erica, woke discussions. Mob ties, how they rock and think they both was cousins. Gifting you with their words so you might know you something. Just go and look for them live, they do it every Sunday. Every Sunday. And we gon' bring you that dope. And we gon' bring you that dope. It's gay to beat it, baby. Make state to state, baby, coast to coast. Like the vibe, baby, spark to jokes. And we gon' bring you that dope. Come talk with Erica, man, talk with G. And all you gotta do is talk with me. And we gon' bring you that dope. And we gon' bring you that dope. And we gon' bring you that dope. What's up, dope discussion viewers and listeners? Happy Father's Day! Yes, yes, happy Father's Day to all the fathers out there. How y'all doing? Welcome to another episode. We're glad to see y'all. <laughs> happy Father's Day to you, Gator Beater Baby. Ah, appreciate it. I appreciate it. You know, I am very happy to be here. I am very happy to be a father to an amazing seven year old. He is. He's gonna be taller than me, unfortunately. But that might be a good thing. You know? That That's might be a good, good thing. thing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, it's, it's harder for me to, to to threaten him with the beat down, you know, if he act up, you know. <laughs> he's standing down well, looking sure. over me like that. <laughs> I remember growing up as I was getting taller and, and then I started getting taller than my mom. She was like, Don't think that mean nothing, because I'll bring right. you right back down to my height. <laughs> <laughs> right. You know, I will chop you off at the knees. Play with me. <laughs> you know? Hey, let, let so, me happy Father's Day to all the fathers out there. Welcome to the Dope Discussion Special Edition, Father's Day Edition. We're going to have a lineup of some awesome fathers. They're going to come on today and share with us uh, what fatherhood means to them, how fatherhood has impacted their life. Um, and we want to show our appreciation for all of the fathers because we wouldn't be who we are without our fathers. Yeah. Um, they are a very important part of a little boy and a little girl's life. Um, speaking from my experience, not having my father in my life, I know how important it is because, you know, I was lost for a long period of time in life. Um, because from what I understand, fathers give their little girls their identity and, mm. you know, their value. And so in the absence of that, a little girl can be lost in this world. So I say kudos, big ups, much love to all the fathers out there in their kids life. You know, not just spending money, but spending that quality time because that's the right. most important thing. Right. Yeah. But at the end of the day, that's what it really boils down to being able to say that, you know, that you you had that time and that you helped to 
to nurture them and raise them. My son is in a complete another state <laughs> from me, but you know, I always try to make sure you know we, we we video call and I try to get down there as you know as much as I possibly can. Um, but yeah, I mean, just to be able to know that face and to be able to say, "Hey, this daddy." <laughs> you know, mm -hmm. when I come, when I come mm -hmm. in the house, he still recognizes it. You know, I'm not there all the time, mm -hmm. but if I tell him to do something, he'll straighten up. His mom look at me like, "You ain't done nothing." But <laughs> but just saying, sometimes it just takes that that tone of voice or that look. Right, right, and I'm working on that look. <laughs> I'm, trying, I'm trying to get that together. I can help you out with that look. I got that down. Look, look. Oh yeah, I know, I know. I've seen it. I've seen that look. Like, look, look. It's all right. I'll back up. All right. So we're gonna bring out our first father. His name is Roderick Givens, and I'm gonna bring him out and let him introduce himself first of all, and then we're gonna get into what fatherhood means to him. What's up, Rod? Hey, y'all, how y'all doing today? Hey, what's going on? Good. What's going on, man? Happy Father's Day to you. Thank y'all. Happy Father's Day, brother. Uh, just uh, I'm, I'm happy to get out and, you know, speak with everybody. Like, I think this is a, a wonderful thing that y'all are doing right now. So, Oh, man. Look, 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 look. You know, share a little bit. Right, man. Looks like you like spending Father's Day the right way. Look like you got the sun coming in. You look like you're in complete chill mode. <laughs> I'm in. We're in Texas, and like, man, it, it hits 99 like before noon. Yeah. So, Ooh. like, like I say, my daughter. Yeah, it's crazy. My daughter, she turns into a mermaid once summertime hits. So we're we're at the pool every day, and I'm like, oh man, like this. I'm a, I'm a little like I'm straight from Nigeria when this is done. <laughs> well, I, I done got dark. <laughs> well, Kyla, um, introduce yourself to the viewers. Tell them who you are, what you do, um, your background. Uh, well, you know, my, my name is Roderick Givens. I go by Rod. Uh, you know, I, I have a little podcast as well that I'm working on called The Re-Education of Rod Givens. Um, <clears throat> I actually, I, I met you through... Uh, the pod squad, which uh, I'm, I'm <laughs> grateful and thankful that uh, you put me on to that because that's very inspiring. Um, you know, I, uh, I had a son when I was 17 and yeah. like, that was the best thing that could have happened to me ever. Like, I, I, I definitely don't want him to be a teen, teen dad, but just for me, like I, I almost grew up together with him. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, um, <clears throat> Like I, I raised him by myself from the time he was like three to he's now 19. You know, he's going to play college basketball. Like I, I couldn't be more prouder of the young man he's become. And I, I'm going to toot my own horn. I'm going to say that I played a huge part into that. You know what I mean? Um, it's, it's hard enough. It, it's so hard for these, these young black men anyway. So mm -hmm. I, I just can't imagine not like having to go through that life without that father figure. You know, uh, yeah. my dad, my dad was, uh, Hey, my dad was a thug. Like I, I straight up in and out of jail and, uh, he, he never stopped loving us and never stopped taking care of us. 
So even when my dad wasn't there, he was still there in some way, shape or form. You know what I mean? So I had cousins around me that didn't have their dad in their life and they would chastise me for having a dad. You know what I'm saying? Like it was wrong. Like as far as, uh, you know, they'd be, they'd be like, Hey, let's go play basketball. I'm like, I, you know, I can't, me and dad are going fishing and they'd be like, Oh, look at you. You a daddy's boy. I'm like, damn. Like, I'm sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Excuse me for loving my mother. Right, like that, but like you know, like like I could have been super petty about it, but I was like, "Well, damn, bro." I mean, hey, I'll holler at y'all later. But uh, me and my son's relationship, man, it's it built. It just got stronger and stronger the older that we both got. And when he was thirteen, uh, my daughter was born. So every the learning curve that I had with my son. Like I'm, I'm bodying this, this fatherhood right now because I had so much practice and stuff with him. And now I got this beautiful baby girl. She's seven. And like, I'm just killing it, man. It's just, it, it, it comes easy. Like I, I just, I don't know how to explain it, man. Like they, they, they are the, you know what I'm saying? The bright spots of my life. Right. Right. So I have a question for you, because for me as a mom, I think about times in my life when I was struggling and going through hard times. And I, there was several times in my life where I wanted to give up. But the only thing that kept me going was knowing that I have kids who need me. And if I don't do what I need to do and show up every day, where am I going to leave them? Have you ever had that feeling? I. Uh, uh- almost daily i mean life ain't sweet you know what i mean it's uh and and like i've never been like one that was afraid of death like my biggest fear about that is leaving my kids in this world without their dad you know what i mean and like i I get yeah i I get that like sometimes i just want to stop i just want to quit i want to give up but i i just can't because i know that I would let them down if I ever get up, give up. You know what I mean? So they're the reason I keep pushing, and I'm sure that y'all's kids keep y'all pushing. Mm-hmm. And um, you know that like we, we do everything for them. Once we have those, he have these little humans, then nothing mm-hmm. else even matters. We have to push for them. So, right. So, kind of take us back to the very day that you learned you were going to be a father for the first time when you heard that news, what went through your head? Oh, oh shit. All right. So, <laughs> <laughs> so the, the big thing was, you know, I was like, I'm just going to put this out there. I, I was, I was a wild teenager. Like I was a, a sports star in high school and all that stuff. So, you know, what comes with that. So, you know, a girl that I was seeing, she says like, Hey, you know, I'm pregnant. And like my whole thing was, I wasn't afraid of being a parent. I was afraid of telling my mama. Mm-hmm. So yeah. that, that, oh man, <laughs> like real, you know, my mom, God rest her soul. My mom was a lefty, right? <laughs> and I don't know if y'all have ever gotten into a fist fight with a left-handed person. But they're yeah. the hardest people to fight. 
And my mama was quick to throw that left hand and pop the shit. Just that quick left jab. So that's all that was going through my head. Like my dad, <laughs> my dad didn't really, I mean, not saying he didn't care, but he he knew what I was doing. You know what I mean? I was, I was a teenage boy. He knew what was up. So, you know, we, we sit down and I'm like, hey, mom, uh, she got to tell you something. And I dipped out. I went to the front porch. I was like, oh, shit. Oh, wow. So I was like, she's, hey, I did. Hey, I pulled a sucker move. I was like, I know she's not going to hit a pregnant woman. Let me dip out. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you know, at this, time, I, I'm, I'm, at this time, I'm six foot, 200 pounds. So I'm, I figured mom, mom knows that I can take a little bit of a punishment. So I'm like, I'm like, now mama, like, she's definitely going to jab me in the mouth. But, uh, <laughs> like, my mom, my mom, like, took it and was just like, like, in tears. Like, and she wasn't upset. I mean, she wasn't happy, but she was just like, you know, it is, it, it happened, you know, like, we don't believe in abortion, and I, I would never anyway. Um, so she just accepted it, man, and just, you know, prepared for her baby, her grandbaby. And, I mean, and I'm, I'm lucky in that, too, because, you know, uh, she passed when my son was two, and for those two years that she was in his life, like I, I've the support that I received from her and even, you know, from my father was just nothing short of amazing. So I had a wonderful support system. I was able to finish high school. I was able to, you know, go play some college ball. Like it's, you know, there, there's, you know, I know this is father's day, but I, I have to give out the, the shout out to the mothers that, that do stuff like that, yeah. you know, um, like without her, I don't think I would be as good as a father as I am today. So, right. yeah, it was just like that. Just, just trying to avoid that left hand, man. That's it. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Now you, now you got a unique experience here because you had the boy early. Now all of a sudden you've got a yeah. girl. What is the difference? What is that? What does it feel like? How is it raising a little girl? <laughs> Well, as oh my man, it's a, uh, it's de it's definitely an experience. It's a uh, think how I say this. So, my son, whenever he was like in pre K and kindergarten, like when I tell y'all that every day I picked him up from school, I had to whoop his ass yeah. because he got a, he got a sad face every day, every day. <laughs> now, having said that, for the first year. I, I I didn't have to whoop my son's ass from kindergarten until now because he I guess he got all them ass whoopings out the way. I don't I don't like raising my hand to my daughter. Let me let me go ahead and say this. I don't raise my hand to my daughter. Yeah. Uh I've you know, I've had to pop her on the butt, you know, stuff yeah. like that. But uh I, I have a I have a deep voice. So when I I, I can give her that dad voice and she'll start crying. Right. You know right. what I'm saying? So mm -hmm. Just uh, just the difference in uh, disciplining and like, you know, we come from a sports family. So, you know, I coached my son from the time he was in kindergarten to the time he was in junior high. So I started coaching my daughter and it's just different. Like, you know, I could, I could talk shit to the little boys, you know, hey man, you get out there, you play some damn defense. And, you know, I'm coaching the little girls. I'm like, all right, honey, put your hands up. Hey, don't reach, don't foul. Hey, teamwork. You know what I'm saying? Like it's 
it's crazy. Like, and my son is like, he, he looked at me he's like, oh man, you soft now. And I'm like, man, I got I got these little girls I'm coaching, bro. I can't do I can't do them the way I did, y'all. <laughs> Thank you so much for stopping by and sharing that with us. We're going to let you get back to the pool with your daughter. It was awesome talking to you, and we're going to get up with you again. We want we might do some collaboration on another topic on another day. Oh, yeah. Hey, y'all just let me know when, and I will, I'm in, man. I really enjoyed this. I appreciate this, guys. Hey, we enjoyed Thank having you, you so all, much. Happy Father's Day again. Thank you. Happy Father's Day. Hey, y'all, y'all stay easy, all right? All right, man. Happy Father's Day. All right. That was Roderick Givens. We want to thank him for stopping by and sharing his Father's Day experience. Now we got another special guest coming up. This one here is near and dear to Gator's heart, this is his boo, Ace Boom Coon partner, his, um, <laughs> his down five, down five co-host, Mr. DJ, DJ, go DJ. That's yeah. the DJ. No, you gotta introduce him right. This it's, is Mr. It's, Ross. Ross. <laughs> Ross. <laughs> Ross. <laughs> What's up, y'all? Happy Father's Day, Gator. <laughs> Happy Father's Day, man. What's Thanks, going man. on, man? Hey, we kind of match. Yeah, of course. We besties, bro. We besties. You know? My horse is a little bit smaller. I got this one from TJ Maxx, bro. This is probably a little bit smaller. Yeah, I had to get mine from Apple, the tip maker. You got yours from Macy's. Yeah, this is yeah, this is amazing. Yeah, this is yeah. Amazing. My horse a little bit smaller. <laughs> That's my right there. Huh? You got a pony on your shirt. Yeah, this this a well, this might be a donkey. It could be. He he carrying yeah, a sword. He carrying yeah. a sword. That ain't a that sword, right? <laughs> like, well, happy Father's Day to you, DJ. Happy Father's Day. I appreciate that. I'm gonna get a shot for you, man. This is uh, this is just a shout out to us. You know, I got like, exclusive. Oh yeah, oh, oh snap! <laughs> yeah. I got, I got. Well, to me better. But what you let's got? Toast. You got, you got tea. I'm drinking. I'm drinking water. Oh, water? that's what's up. <laughs> oh, boo! Ah, water's good. <laughs> water's good for you. Don't let don't let Gator tell you no different. Water's good for you. <laughs> it is. Yes. Yeah, I ain't gonna let him uh mess up my liver. <laughs> mm -hmm. That's right. I'm, I'm trying with Ralston, man. I'm, 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 no, I'm not trying to mess up his. You're trying to. to yes, you <laughs> you're not trying to better my life here. You're, you're trying. <laughs> you're trying to make me an alcoholic. Okay, and everybody knows. He, he, yep. No. He, he want to see your liver in one of them big pickle jars. He oh man, hey, Gator's liver <laughs> is gonna be like those. Um. Like when you go to school and they bring out and show you what a, a bad liver looks like versus a good one. Like Erica's yep. talking here and then you, his going to be here. <laughs> Wait a minute. Right. Don't, you put that, don't you put that evil on me? Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Don't put that evil on me. They're going to have two glasses with clear fluids and they're going to say, this is the tequila. Right. This is the water. So yeah. This, this man is what liver looks like on tequila. Yeah. And this is what it looks like when you drink water. 
Hey, I'm just saying, y'all are, y'all are just completely discounting the health benefits of tequila. I'm, I'm just saying. But hey, listen, yeah. he called. Look, we spoke about a week ago, man. I said, look, we're gonna have an intervention for you, right? He gonna say, uh, <laughs> no, nah, man, my numbers looking better than ever. The doctor say everything looking low, man. Everything looking good. <laughs> he, gave, he gave me that same old spill. Yeah, <laughs> I went to the doctor. The doctor said I'm good. Sound like somebody's grandpa. I went to the doctor. I'm good. I ain't got it. I ain't, ain't nothing wrong with me. <laughs> I ain't got the cholesterol and nothing. <laughs> <laughs> so welcome to Dope Discussions, DJ. And as you, you know, this is our special edition, Father's Day edition. Uh-huh. And you are a father of a beautiful little girl. So yeah. we wanted to hear what has fatherhood done for you and changed your life like before fatherhood and after, how has it impacted your life? I'd say, um, like your last guest, uh, I also grew up as a troubled teen. Um, mm-hmm. Just uh, gangs and selling drugs and a lot of bad stuff, a lot of bad stuff. So I think when when my daughter was born was when I, I grew up and I grew out of all those childish things. And uh, she gave me purpose. So anybody who has a child, Mm -hmm. you know, you can relate with feeling like you have a purpose now, like feeling like you can't you can't fail or, you know, those times where you want to do things you're not supposed to be doing. At least when I was younger, that would deter me. You know what I mean? So. um, And then when you have a child, it's hard. It's hard to picture your life without them. Yeah. Like now that I have a daughter, it's hard to imagine at one point I was walking this earth with like no purpose, no, no child, nobody to take care of. It's just me. It's a weird thought. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah mm-hmm. So I, I got to ask you, and I, I kind of alluded to it with our last guest, but I will ask you straight up. So yeah. being a wild child, like both of us was, we have had this discussion many times on our show. Mm-hmm. What does it feel like to now know that you have a daughter that may run into one of us? Like what kind of tips are you giving her <laughs> right now to make Damn. sure that don't happen? And you can't. That's true. You, you, you can't like, and I, I've already, I already have the mindset now that I'm never going, I'm not going to be the dad that's going to be like overbearing or, mm-hmm. uh, she wants to date. And I'm like, nah, my daughter ain't going to date till she's 27. Like, it's not going to be me, man. I want to, I want to make her life as easy as possible. I want to be understanding. Cause I mean, a lot of, I mean, I've dated a lot of women and 90% of them, tell me about how they couldn't talk to their parents about anything mm-hmm. or you know right. they uh you know I, I dated one girl i didn't even know this was an issue man i dated one girl and she said you know her parents wouldn't let her uh wear um you know when when you start get to 11th 12th grade i guess girls start mm-hmm. wearing they come out of panties or whatever start wearing the thongs or whatever i didn't even oh, know yeah. this was an issue i don't know about this kind of stuff so she was telling <laughs> me a story She's like, it made me insecure. All the other girls was able mm-hmm. to wear makeup and wear thongs or whatever, and I couldn't. And I, it, she was like, mm-hmm. it just made me insecure, and it made it gave me a complex. Like I kind of resented mm-hmm. them for not letting me like grow up and do things that other girls was doing. I'm not saying I'm gonna let Millie wear, uh, <laughs> but my point is, I just want to say that story because my point is. You have to let them be women. You have to let them grow yeah. into women. You can't turn that down. You can't dim their light. So, yeah. and my daughter is extremely sassy. Uh, she got a lot, a lot of personality. I mean, Gators met her, mm-hmm. and I don't oh, yeah. want to. I don't want to. Um, 
I don't want to dim her light. You know what I'm right. saying? So, right. um, yeah, the way I'm going to approach that, man, is the only thing is I- I'm-, I'm old school when it comes to don't bring nobody to my house. If mm-hmm. it, you know, if it's not a serious mm-hmm. relationship, if this is not somebody you're gonna keep around, I, I don't want Bob, mm-hmm. Joe, and and Joseph coming to my house because you think you you like them. You nah, you mm-hmm. can't meet the dad until you know. I want her to right. that to be a big thing for her. You you know, if you really if if we're gonna be something, I'm gonna introduce you mm-hmm. to my dad. That's how you know because my dad is the right. most important thing to me. So hopefully she that instills in her somehow. Right, right, so, right. So being a father with a daughter, when they get to that point where they're ready to date, how much detail do you give her about like your past and the things you've done? Do you do you give it to her all real, raw and transparent or do you kind of filter some of the information that you give her? Okay, so when it comes to uh, the situation between me and her mom, the things that we've been through will be slightly filtered but when it comes mm-hmm. to anything else it's going to be raw and uncut you know i was, I was mm-hmm. having a conversation with a friend of mine um and she she said um how do you feel about girls that have sex in high school you know how do you feel about h- how did you view those kind of girls in high school and i told her well when you're high school you're you're immature man guys are really immature so you know, I got to give it to Millie real and be like, look, you might really like a guy. Um, you better make sure mm-hmm. that he's mature and that mm-hmm. he can he can really uh, handle himself to where he's not going to go around and tell everybody. So, I, like I said, I'm not going to deter her if if she when she's ready to have sex, she's going to do it. So if it's high school, mm-hmm. I'm just going to give her the speech like, look, if you have sex with a guy, just understand that if that gets mm-hmm. out, then from now on, everybody's going to be like, yeah, she has sex with people. Even though she only had mm-hmm. sex with one person, you know, we was in school, we'd be like, oh man, she busting. That was what we, you know, we would just know what <laughs> no, exactly. And it was childish, but that's mm-hmm. how we are in high school. You know what I'm saying? So right. yeah, it's unfiltered. But when it comes to the situation between me and her mom, I have to handle that with some delicacy because that's mm-hmm. her mom. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. And we we both made our mistakes. You know what I'm saying? We both didn't do things right at times, and it took you know, now eight years, uh, you know, eight years in the making, we're best friends now. But when it started out, mm-hmm. there were some mistakes that I made, things that I regret. I wish I didn't do. You know what I'm saying? But I was 22. Mm-hmm. I was no, I was 21 mm-hmm. when he was born. So I was young and I was wild and I was just getting out of that mindset of being in the streets and having that mentality. So, yeah, man, um, yeah. that's going to be a tough one, though. <laughs> I don't look forward to having yeah. that conversation about her mom. <laughs> when she start asking me why we ain't together and what happened, it's like, uh, yeah, oh, asking your yeah. seatbelt. Let's go right. back. <laughs> right. <laughs> so, like the previous guest, that the very day when you found out you were going to be a father, mm. was it a happy moment? Was it a no, I'm not ready for this. How? What went through your head? Um, I cried. Um, hmm. that was the first thing I did. Um, I was I was dead sleep. She came and woke me up. Uh, scared the mess out of me because when I woke up, she was standing on the ed- she was standing on the edge of the bed, uh, crying like this. She had her hands in her face, wow. and she was just I could see her shaking from crying, and I thought. 
somebody i don't know i thought somebody broke in the house i don't know what was going on so right, I'm, in, right. I'm in flight mode i just jump up i'm like what's yeah. wrong what's going on and she's like yeah. uh she's like i'm pregnant and it, it when i tell mm. you the the silence in that room you could have heard a pin drop because <laughs> we stared at each other and had this moment of holy shit <laughs> like yeah what? So, so I jump up immediately, and it's funny because I have a I have a box um, of memories for Millie. So when she get older, I can give it to her. And I have the scrubs I wore when she was born. Um, and when I mm -hmm. went to the operating room, I I have the pregnancy test. Wow. Me, I have all three. So oh wow. So this is a story behind the three pregnancy tests. So when she told me she was pregnant, me being a guy, I'm like, no, nah, I'll take it again. Let's mm -hmm. take another one. I, how many did you get? Let's take another. You ain't pregnant. No. You can't get pregnant. Man, we've been having sex for how long you didn't get pregnant? Let's do this again. Mm -hmm. We go to bathroom. <laughs> she takes, she, so, oh, this is the story. So then she goes, well, come to the bathroom. I go to the bathroom. She's got three, she's got the other two lined up. She had already mm -hmm. took three. All positive. I'm just like, damn. So then we, just, we, sat, we sat in the bathroom and we cried, man. We cried for a good 10, 15 minutes of silent, awkward, just us just both crying. Nobody's saying nothing. <laughs> And, and like, we went to the room and I, we sat down and we're like, what are we going to do? Like, what's the plan? Mm -hmm. And she's mm -hmm. like, well, we just we're going to be parents. We're going to have to, you know, we're going to have to do this and that. We started planning things out. And then I said, well, look, we got to tell my mom. Now, I'm real close to my mom. Mm -hmm. And at the time, my mom loved my baby mom. So. It, you know, I knew it wouldn't be an issue. It's not one of those. And plus, I was, you know, I'm 21. You know what I'm saying? Uh, well, I was 20 at the time. So uh, we went. To, this is the funny thing about, you know, my mom, her name's Elaine, just like Gator. And he know them Elaine's. You know what I'm saying? Yep. We always talk about how our moms are like similar. My mom be yep. <laughs> Come in. You know, we come in. I say, what's up, mom? Uh, we got something to tell you. So. You know, my baby mom, she sit down on the couch. I sit down. It's like an intervention. She sit down. We just staring at her. And um, I said, I said, I want to tell you something. She said, uh, you don't have to say nothing. I already know. I'm like, no, nah, mom, this ain't that. This is big news. She said, I know. I know. I said, what do you know? She said, she said, the past week you've been going to work. You've been dropping her off at my house in the morning. She eating all my food up. <laughs> she said, you don't think I know she ain't pregnant? She said, I know. Oh, wow. Man, she said, I know you're going to be a father. I know. Mamas know. Mamas know. Uh, <laughs> I was like, oh, man. She, she know. So I had, but, you know, I had support, too. You know what I'm saying? I had my mom kind of in my ear throughout the pregnancy dropping gems here and there. You know, um, she would call me and say, look, you know, I know your dad was kind of uh, wasn't around as much as you wanted him to be. So just make sure that no matter what, you you fight to be there, even if y'all don't if even if y'all don't uh, be together or, you know, whatever. So, um, you know, and even when Millie was born, I did a lot of crying because when Millie was born, I cried. I cried like a baby. <laughs> you know, uh, when they let me hold her, when they let me hold her for the first time, I just cry. I got tears on her like yeah. tears just dropping on her. And uh, yeah, man, I was so scared to be a dad, man. I ain't gonna lie. I, I was crying because I was like, oh, I'm not going to be a good dad. I'm not going to be a good dad. That's what I kept I saying. Know. <laughs> you know, I and everybody, yeah. like, you're going to be yeah. great. I'm like, I don't know how to do it. I don't know how to do it. I didn't even know how to change a diaper. I was scared, man. I ain't going to lie. I, I was scared. 
And you got to think about it. He has, I don't know if y'all have watched any of our podcasts. He has one of the ugliest crying faces ever. Oh, so just imagine. <laughs> no, no, Gator. Because the one you made yesterday. No, no. The crying, the oh, crying face you made yesterday. Oh, that, that thing was. Yo, no. you know what I'm that was that was silly. Yo, Gator can't talk, man. Hey, Gator got the up man. He do this. Look, he yeah. get mad. Do the do the face. Look, I can't even do it right now. I can't. Yes, you can. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we try. Hey, we, hey, Gator so ugly when he cried, boy. He talking. Man, about look, it. look. I'm in AC right now. I might I might scale away some listeners. Listen. Uh, <laughs> well, when when y'all was talking about Beulah Faye yesterday, he started oh, doing that bro. ugly crap. Bro, Deja, <laughs> right now, hey, Erica, hey, she hurt my boy. Yeah, hey, that, she hey. hurt my boy, man. She did something to that man, but I tell you, uh, hey, every man got from the name. That's a I'm, Creole girl. Yeah, yeah. Frazier, Beulah Faye. I mean, yeah. you know she got that fire. You can't have a name right. like that and I got that fire. I thought I'm gonna have to have her on the show one day. Is so what's gonna have to happen. Hey, so you know, you know, oh, yeah. cry, you know, when people when people cry, right? When you cry in the car, you start saying their name to kind of get it yeah. off. Keep crying. <laughs> so which which name did you use? Did you cry and be like, Day Show, Day over and over again? <laughs> Hey, look, then you do this. Look, this the next one that comes. You say their name, then you go, I did what I could. I did all I could. I did all I could. That's what it is. Look, hey. Eric and Nola. Look, she's been there. She's been there. Y'all got to understand. I did my best. I did my best. It was like a four-week depression. You have a you ever had that cry on your chest? And yeah. you was like, Whoa. Oh, that's that deep cry. <laughs> Hey, that thing feel good. Yeah. Hey, remember you were a kid and you lost your breath? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Hey, I, remember, I remember this kid smacked me in kindergarten, bro. I swear, I swear, I held my breath about thirty seconds before I cried. Man, he smacked me out. <laughs> That's when your like, soul moves your body for a minute. Yeah, the teacher was like, "Cry, cry." I'm like, "Come on, cry, cry." Hey, wherever that kid at, you owe me a fade, man. All right. Don't forget for real, man. <laughs> you might even get that well, angry tear. You get the angry tear, then it's oh, we the Denzel tear. What yeah. we talked about yesterday, the Denzel <laughs> tear, the thug cry from glory, from glory. Yeah, yeah. thug tear. When this shit drop, you mm -hmm. better run, bro. Right for real. Dangerous <laughs> folks, man. That, that might as well be a, <laughs> an announcement. I am not responsible for anything that happens after this proceeding point. Man. <laughs> <laughs> because you completely black out. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. All right, DJ. Well, thank you so much for stopping by the Dope Discussion Studio. It's long overdue. You're supposed to be in came. Yo, I was thinking about that earlier. I was like, man. I, know, like, man. I feel like The Rock, man. Finally. 
Finally. <laughs> it's gone. Finally. <laughs> Finally, Ross yeah. has made it to the Dope Discussions podcast. <laughs> All right, y'all take care. Man. I appreciate y'all having me on. All, All right. right. Well, happy Father's Day. Thank you. Oh, I appreciate yeah, it. Definitely. All right, y'all. Oh, definitely. What's up, beautiful people? I hope you're enjoying this episode of Dope Discussions. And if you ever want to join us live and become a part of the show, you can tune in at 6.30 on Sundays. Every Sunday is at 6.30 p.m. Central Standard Time. We go live. We film this show live from my Facebook page. And you can follow me on Arthur Erica Warren. And you can get reminders of when we go live and when we take the show, you can actually comment and we will make your comments a part of the live show and a part of this broadcast. Also, if you would like to support us in keeping our podcast going, you can make donations to our cash app, which is dollar sign dope discussions. So I just wanted to let you all know that. And I'm going to let you get back to the second half of the show. All right, next up on our next lineup of superstar fathers today, we have Mr. Javon Martin. I can't, I can't do Javon. <laughs> I, don't, I don't have the uh, sound effects. <laughs> uh, I love the, I love the goblet. Don't fall. Oh, I love it. <laughs> Nope. <laughs> he made sure he had the visuals. He had the visuals already. I love it. Black father's water. What the guy say? This is you a dope black father. Nope. This black is father. the first time that my kids got me a Father's Day present that I didn't have to pay for. <laughs> Don't it feel good? Don't it feel good? <laughs> Listen. I did have to pay for dinner for all three yeah. of them. But I didn't have to pay for my glass and my shirt. Nice. And my well, that's all right. So I'm going to drink out of this glass. World. I'm drinking out of this glass for the next six years until they give me a new glass. <laughs> right. <laughs> you think it's going to be another six years before you get another glass? At, at least another six years. My kids are cheap, but they get it from their father. So there's really not much I can say about it. You understand? So they got it honest. <laughs> they got it honestly. I'm so glad to see you not wearing a snake right now, my brother. Happy, hey, Father's, so, Day. happy Father's Day, man. Hey, look, I tried to tell him. I was like, look, yesterday was a was a, was a little bit of a conundrum because I had snakes that didn't want to go in and trying to bite and all kind of craziness. So yeah, snakeless today. Today I'm yeah, snake. Yeah, yeah. That snake ever come around me, I'm gonna have some snakeskin shoes. Some snake skin socks. <laughs> I, I told him. Snake I didn't already told him. Snakeskin. They don't look good on my feet. <laughs> Erica, you are a goddess, and it's always good to see you, my sister. Oh yes. Um, Thank you. Bless you. And how? First of all, Gator, how's your Father's Day going? I do have to ask you before I start talking about myself, because you know, once I start talking about myself, I'm not gonna care about you. So how are you doing? I completely understand. You know, and, and look, you know what? Today has not been that bad. It's kind of smoky in here right now, and that's because I decided I was gonna make me some steak and scrimp for Father's Day. Yeah, so scripts. Um, so apparently, yeah, some scripts. So apparently, um, the steak went well 
uh, when I first put it in the pan, and then after that, it started to kind of burn a little bit. But that wasn't my fault. I blame the butter. I blame the butter too. Yeah, I can't yeah. believe it was the butter. No, uh, yeah, me, me either. <laughs> me either. It no, it's going good, man. It's going. I don't good. blame the butter. I blame. The butter. <laughs> I would blame anybody but the black man. Right. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. You know how's yours going, man? It looks like it's going good though. You 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 geared up. Everything's looking good. I didn't know I was guest number three, so I've had to drink through each guest. I don't know where this interview is going to go, but it's going to go somewhere. Right. What are you drinking? Ma'am, I'm your business. <laughs> oh, my God. Well, I already know it's what gonna you're be, It's going to be Erica's liver. It's going to be Gator's liver. And then it's going to be Javon. <laughs> <laughs> this, is, this is water. This is tequila. This is Javon. <laughs> Don't end up on this side. Right in the middle. Don't end up over there. Don't end up over there. Right. <laughs> I feel better about my place in the hierarchy now. <laughs> Yours is in the middle of the spectrum. Right, right. Eric over there. Javon is way over there. So, <laughs> so let's just, I, just I take it y'all can't give no y'all can't donate no liver to nobody. Not or blood or plasma. No, 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 no. They they don't don't donate. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> but I digress. You all have had so on Mr. Javon. And um Eric, you already know how I take over shows, so just give me this one for five minutes. Um, y'all had on a great okay. level of guests today. Um, the man at the pool um, with his daughter was beautiful. Yeah. Um, you could tell he's a thug. Yes. Um, we had on, we had on um, Gator's co-host, um, other snake wearer. <laughs> and, and I listened to the show yesterday, and he grew up on um, Grand Theft Auto Boulevard. <laughs> you can tell. <laughs> And y'all put me on guest number three, the biggest lame you're going to have on your show today. I didn't fight growing up. I didn't wear snakes. I didn't um, I didn't uh, come across. Uh, and I grew up on the south side of Chicago. And I didn't experience nothing like your other two guests. How did you avoid all that stuff? By staying lame. I listen to country music. <laughs> I listen to show tunes. Um, I hung around girls. All yeah, the okay. Yeah. Bless the wonderful name, and um, and that's who I was. And and it's funny because I grew up knowing that I wanted to be a father. And this was like way back in sixth grade. I knew that I wanted to be a father because of the fact that my father was non-existent. Which is wow. just unfortunate that that's a thing in the black community that you can really yeah. say that and it not really yeah. be a surprise. It's when it's a surprise mm -hmm. that the black father was around. Mm -hmm. That's when we know that there's a problem. Right. So I grew up without my father, but I grew up around my father's mother, who was an incredible, incredible woman. Mm -hmm. And it's to this day that I still eat banana bread because of this amazing woman that stuck. <laughs> Um, around and took the place of her son who um, just didn't feel like being bothered, which was, Ooh. you know, cool. So then I knew I wanted to be a father. And I remember back um, Valentine's Day 2003, 
I was mm-hmm. married and my fine wife, ex-wife at the time. So back then she was fine. Now she ain't good for shit. No, I'm just playing. I love, I love <laughs> my ex-wife. My ex-wife is the bomb. I'm not, I'm, I'm playing. That's a bad joke. My ex-wife is awesome. <laughs> but so we married at the time, 2003, she comes in in that red Teddy with a, uh, for Valentine's day and with the stick. And she says, Javon, you're about to be a father. And I didn't cry because I had been shooting for a while trying to hit that target. Right, right. So, <laughs> was, you know, like I was in there strong, Erica. So <laughs> my only question was, how many seeds have I planted at this time? Like, <laughs> I'm, I'm just being honest. I didn't care yeah. that you was pregnant. My question is, how potent am I? <laughs> and and apparently right. not not the most potent of fellas because I only I only landed one, but <laughs> I, I landed a doozy because my daughter, my oldest, is amazing. Her name is Siobhan, and her name okay. is Siobhan because I told her mother I said we're gonna name the baby after the father. So if we're gonna name the baby Jim, at least I know. Right, the baby Anthony. We got a conversation to have, but we'll name the baby after her father. And so, uh, when Siobhan was born, uh, I feel like I'm doing a sermon. Uh, you, you look uh, like it too. Yeah, Lord. when Siobhan was born, the great light that shone from the east and set in the west. No, 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 no. So when Siobhan was born, um, I was I was in there deep. The 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 doctor was right here and I was right here. I said, listen, you're not just gonna keep getting free shots at my wife's vagina, checking her surgery. <laughs> Trying to see how many how long she's dilated. We're gonna be in here together. We're gonna be in here so, together. So I went down there and I and I will never forget the day that I saw the vagina do something I never thought it could do, which was release a bowling Did ball. Did you fight? Oh, oh, I, I delivered that baby eating a Wendy's spicy chicken sandwich and drinking oh. a fruit punch with ice. I'll never forget it for the rest of my life. Um, and as the blood came streaming down, oh I my God. A sip of that <laughs> fruit punch. Am I being too graphic? This is classic Javon, though. (laughs) I I gained a new appreciation of the vagina, but we're talking about Father's Day here. And I knew from that point that I would never be able to to take care of my wife again because I just didn't understand. Oh, man. The vagina could do that. But (laughs) it does not right back. But it snapped right back. Snap right. back. So I held this baby named Shaman in my hands and and I saw her look at me and I knew that I was gonna continue to be who I was, but it was just gonna be a greater, a, a greater level of Javon that I was gonna have to uh, strive to attain. Mm-hmm. People say that they were changed when they saw their baby for the first time. I was not changed. Um, that probably makes me a terrible person, but it is the truth. Um, I knew that I was ready because I had been planning for this since I was in sixth grade. 
Right. And wow. I knew what I wanted to do and I knew how I wanted to do it. And every single thing that I had planned to do did not work. It was wrong. Everything that I had read in the books was wrong because <laughs> apparently not all black babies act like white babies. Mm. And the books were about the black babies. Mm. Not all black babies act like other black babies. Um, yeah. Apparently, babies are unique. Did you know that, Erica? <laughs> That that okay. you could that you could stick a box. Uh -huh. One is never like the other one. One is never like the other one. So I had this daughter named Siobhan, and she's 16 now, and she's driving. And on this Father's Day, when I look at her, I look at what I feel is my is one of my three greatest accomplishments in life that mm -hmm. I was able to give the world her. And yeah. Did I raise her perfect? Mm -hmm. Absolutely not. Um, am I doing the, the, the greatest mm -hmm. jobs today? I think so. Um, if you ask her when we were at Red Lobster today and she wanted a sip of my mango sangria, take a sip. Whether you, uh, <laughs> I, I do stuff different than other parents because my daughter is different than other kids. Yeah. And yeah. the right. reason we were out today and we went to to Red Lobster, the Red Lobster in Duncanville, Texas, is because my son had a basketball game there today. My son is 13 years old. I, I remember when he was born because he was born December 26th, and I thought I was gonna have a Christmas baby and get out of having to, to buy more than one gift. <laughs> so I'll never forget when he came 11 minutes after midnight and I said, you son of a gun. <laughs> I just needed you to come 12 minutes earlier and I would be saving on gifts. But yeah. You wanted to have your own mind. And it's weird that through life at the age of 13 years old, the boy is six foot two, real good looking. He didn't start out that way. I'm going to be honest, but he turned into a good looking man. And as I look at his handsome ass, I, I say that that's the second best thing that I've done today. And I got to see him play basketball today, and he did a really good job. He missed all four three-pointers, but he played good defense, and he made up for it yesterday, even though he was okay today. And I look at him, and I say, I did something good providing him to the world. And then there's the six-year-old who turns seven in three days. I told her today that she turned seven in two wow. days, and she said, uh-uh, daddy, I'm gonna need you to get your math right. I turned seven in three days. <laughs> and I reminded, and I was reminded why I divorced her mother. She's <laughs> <laughs> so much like her. She's so much like her. I always gotta correct somebody. And I know that I didn't raise her perfect and I didn't do everything right with her and I hell I can barely remember her birthday because she's the third one and I mean at least you're alive you made it <laughs> my point my point I is tell my kids on their birthday I should be getting the gifts because I let you live to see another one That's <laughs> congratulations you made it another year not by your work right <laughs> mine alone so, right. <laughs> so, I, I, so I'm going to let you do your interview in a second. But I say all that to say that I am a proud black father. I'm a proud dope daddy. 
And I have three amazing kids that mm. I wouldn't sell for all the money in the world, but I sure wouldn't mind being offered it just to really <laughs> <have money called. laughs> right. just to see and, their options out. <laughs> so I know how good of a person that I am. Right. <laughs> but um so today on Father's Day, um, I don't really like we we did the whole thing. They gave me a card, which was cool. And I got the shirt, which was awesome. But my kids make me feel appreciated every single day. Mm-hmm. And I make sure that I show them the appreciation that I have for them being my children every day. I've got good kids. I don't have, um, yeah. you know, disrespectful kids. I don't have nasty kids. I don't have. Mm-hmm. Um, sassy. Well, no, the seven, the six year old is turning into a piece of work. I'm gonna have to knock it down. I, I know that that other father. Is daughter, I will give my daughter the the hammer of Thor. I will make her feel lightning for a couple of generations. But, but and you said um, all that you ain't gonna do nothing. Ain't gonna do shit. But, <laughs> but um, I love my kids. And can I tell y'all too, and, and maybe Gator, you can help me be a better father with this one. I am one of the most hypocritical fathers maybe <laughs> to ever have a son and a daughter. I don't care if my son is planting seeds like a John Deere tractor. I just don't want to raise a hoe. So mm. I do things a little different with my daughter than I do with my son. My son... Yep. Can go anywhere at all time. He can keep whole hours, and as long as we come back home, we good. My daughter, my daughter has been on quarantine for the last six years. I know that some of y'all been on. She been on quarantine for six years, and I know what they say when you raise them like that and you keep them sheltered that they turn into hoes. Well, damn it, I'm producing the. Nah, that's a bad joke. I was about to do. That was the alcohol. That was the alcohol. What I'm saying is, is that I'm hoping that this catches on and that she's able to appreciate being in solitude and and along with her own thoughts. No, no. I'm going to tell you right off the bat, don't do that. Let her have a social life because I didn't get to have one. And, and look uh, at you, you out here having dope discussions on Father's Day. You just you just advertised me keeping her locked down for another two years. Thank you, Eric. No, no, Bye, no. Go back to your room. <laughs> <laughs> no, baby. In college, I was loose. But get but it snapped back. You see what I did there? But it snapped back. <laughs> <laughs> Let her, let her have a social life. Let her have a social life so she don't get out there and it just it lose her mind. No, I'm going to... She's she's good, though. She's an um, A-B student. All the kids are A-B students. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I, I celebrate Father's Day, but I also appreciate the fact that her mother has a good head on her shoulder and that she's doing what she needs to do. And, you know, it didn't work out with us, but I think that we do a pretty damn good job of co-parenting. So I would love to just take all the credit for the way that they are. And I will outside of this podcast, (laughs) (laughs) but on this podcast, I will go ahead and admit she, I, she good. She good. She good. (laughs) Mm -hmm. 
Well, we appreciate you stopping by and already know in 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 usual Javon fashion, we was gonna get a whole lot of laughs. I can only of- be myself. And that's <laughs> and myself is who I am every day at 12 o'clock yeah. on Facebook Live. If you go to at Javon Show, that is the yeah. J-E-V-A-U-G-H-N show. You can find us every day, Monday through Friday at 12 o'clock, producing new and extraordinary creatives, bringing them to the platform. Yes. Erica refuses yeah. to do my show, but she's going to do it one day. It's funny how Erica will do my sextimony show, but she won't go ahead and come on and talk about her new book. Mm. What's up with yeah. that, Erica? Why yeah. do you haven't yeah. invited me. Why don't <laughs> I can't invite myself. Erica, we we don't make me climb through this. Erica, we gonna really do that right now? I can do my show, Erica. I, 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 I ain't never turning down. I, I ain't turning down no shows. Whenever you can tell me, up here, I said, Erica, will you do sextimony? Oh hell yeah, I'll do sextimony. <laughs> you ain't invited me on no other show, but whenever I'm ready. <laughs> uh, uh, no, no, I gotta check with Gator to see if my schedule open. What Gator got to do with your schedule? Mm. Uh-huh. <laughs> How you know about that? Hey, wait a minute. Hold on. <laughs> nah, he making stuff up. He making stuff up. <laughs> okay. Okay, people be starting not, podcast web pages and all of a sudden they don't know nobody. Now you got to, to, to get kicked off the show now. All of a sudden, Erica got a thousand followers on her new podcast page, and all of a sudden she don't know, she don't know about the show no more. Oh, but, oh, see now but, since you opened up that door, I'm gonna uh-huh. be, I'm just gonna pop up on your show. I ain't even gonna say nothing. I'm gonna just pop up. I'm just gonna start sending you the StreamYard link every week. And be like, listen, if you get on, you get on. If you come on, you come on. And listen, I know that we talked about me replacing Gator, but I think that you should keep him. <laughs> See, you're a mess maker. <laughs> bye, bye, Javon. Bye, Javon. <laughs> hey, before I go, before I, get kicked off, before I get kicked off permanently, I want y'all to know. And I think that somebody had once said that, like, how are you going to do a podcast? You don't listen to podcasts. Well, um, they were talking about me. I don't listen to podcasts. I really don't. I'm 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 real selfish and kind of narcissistic with mine. So I don't mm-hmm. listen to everybody else. But I listen to you, Erica and Gator. I catch your show as often as I can. Y'all and like Neil Brennan are the only people who I like really listen to. So I want oh, y'all wow. that I really appreciate <laughs> Number one, this invite, because I don't take it lightly. Number two, I appreciate you all just being dope creatives, because this is a real hard place to really penetrate through. And I think that y'all do an amazing job of being great at what you do. You all are creative. You all are freaking dope. And I want y'all to know that um, I really appreciate what you all present and bring and what you all are contributing to the culture. So. Thank you, Erica. Thank you, Gator, for just being freaking dope people, period. Oh, oh man, man. you're about to make me cry. Yeah, we love oh, you. Because I'm like, I ain't never going to say it again. 
we're gonna replay this over and over again. <laughs> but thank y'all so much for the invite and i really do hope um gator you have an amazing father's day um erica i look forward in two years to your mother's day coming through and um if you need somebody to help you um bring that baby out your vagina you just let me know i got practice i know how to do it thank you have a, have a father's day <laughs> Oh my God! <laughs> well, I, you know, it was just getting into oh it. We're gonna have it so. <laughs> The funny thing about Javon is, before I met him, like before he came on the first show, I thought he was gonna be so square and like and by the book. And when he came on the show, I was like, "This is <laughs> crazy." <laughs> Oh yeah. This insane. <laughs> oh yeah, man. I remember that too. She was like, "Yeah, you know they they church folk, you know." Da, da, da. I was like, "Okay, well, oh, all right." We got on the show. I was like, "That ain't what we expected." I was like, yeah, that's not what I was at all. <laughs> all right, dope discussion. I hope y'all been loving the show so far. We have our next guest up on. Um, the Father's Day lineup, Mr. Zachary. I, I think you say his last name, Motez or Motes. How do you say it, Gator? I don't want to miss. I believe it is Motes. I believe it is Motes. Okay. I believe. And, and he might correct me when I when he get on. Like, no, not quite. Well, it, it's, it's always best for us to let the guests come on and introduce themselves because I will mess up a name and I hate doing that. So, me without too. further ado, we're going to bring on Zach. Welcome, Zach. Hey, guys. How are you? Happy Father's Man. Day. Thank you, guys. Man, How happy Father's been? Day. It's been a good day so far. It's been a busy day. Been busy? Oh, yeah, it's been busy. I, did you do some music today? Did you do some music today? I did. This was, uh, this was my band's first gig back since all of the social distancing stuff started, so... It was nice. We oh, played wow. out on the water. Yeah, it was good. The family got to be there, so it was good. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah, man. I wish I could have heard that, man. I did. Zach to put me onto some new stuff. What is it? It's like Gangsta Grass, I think is the name yeah. of the group, is it? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, it's nice. Yep, those guys are awesome. Man. Yeah, I'm like, man, I'm, yeah. I'm listening to that a little bit, man. <laughs> yeah. Well, introduce yourself to the Dope Discussion viewers. Tell them who you are and what you do. Okay. Uh, yeah, my name is Zach, and I live in Jacksonville, Florida with my family. Um, uh, what do I, I'm, I'm a musician. Uh, I'm a licensed massage therapist, uh, certified personal trainer, uh, author, uh, and podcast host. Uh, my show is called Living Self, and uh, it kind of centers around uh, different perspectives and different paths that people take through struggles and, and, and their healing journeys and, and just kind of learning from each other and being genuine uh, right. with where we all are at in life. Um, and uh, and I'm a husband and a father and uh, so I wear many hats. Uh, yes. Uh, yeah. <laughs> That's dope. Well, yeah. I'm so glad you um you decided to stop by with us. We're uh, um, yeah honored to have you on so it, this is the special father's day edition and you have a you have yeah. how, how many kids do you have zach uh we have two boys okay yep, two boys and what yeah. are their ages uh one just turned three and one just turned six 
Oh wow! Yeah, you got little. Yeah, <laughs> two very hyper boys. Yeah. Yeah. So I've seen. <laughs> so I've seen also the both. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They, now, so uh, you they that from you in that scenario. Were you like that when you were a kid? Uh, if you ask my parents, yes. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm a. Uh, I'm more concerned about the teenage years because those are the years I can remember. And uh, those are the years I, I hope that they do not take after me in their teenage <laughs> years. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I think yeah. that my mom did. My mom, I have four boys and my mom wanted me so bad to have a daughter because she was like, mm -hmm. I just want you to see what I went through. <laughs> what? Right. Yeah. what are you talking about? I was an angel. Yeah. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, right. I uh, I'm the oldest of nine kids. Oh, wow. Uh, and so uh, after me, uh, my parents had four girls. Uh, so wow. I was uh, I was pretty much out of the house by the time like more boys like my brothers were all born. So. Uh, so uh, being a boy dad is uh, it's it's a lot different than what I grew up with, you know, being right. in a house full of girls. So it's a, yeah, <laughs> right. Yeah, so you were like they immersed in that. In yeah, that my, <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. My uh, my boys stay on ten until they fall asleep. Like, yeah, it, I mean, it's amazing. Yeah, it's incredible how like there's no. Like there's no come down. It's just up, 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 and then, <laughs> and then <out>. boom, <laughs> <laughs> boom, crash. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right. So how has fatherhood impacted your life? Like from before being a father until that moment when you became a father, how did it change you as a person? Yeah. Well, um, so uh, fatherhood for me started off in a very, uh, I guess a very uh, um, different way for, for, for some people. Um, my wife and I, we actually lost our first child mm. uh, in 2011. Our son, uh, our first son was born premature and, uh, and he lived for nine days in intensive care before uh, we eventually had to, you know, pull the plug and he passed away. Um, yeah. So, so for, for me, fatherhood, um, it was a difficult thing to grasp and understand for a long time because it was so wrapped up in grief and, and heartache right. um, and yeah. you know moving moving forward in life you know I guess coming to that conversation of you know do we try again like do we mm -hmm. do we possibly put ourselves through that again um, but uh, but man my, my boys now like uh, they just I couldn't imagine life without them and uh, you know like uh, I think uh, more to me, like people talk about like fathers that aren't there for their kids or, or fathers that don't have a problem not being in their kids' lives. Um, it amazes me because like the, like the overwhelming depth of fatherly love just, uh, I mean, I'm amazed by it every day how um, like you think you know what love is before you have kids and then mm -hmm. you, you, know, you hold it. Yeah. And, you know, even now looking back, uh, my first book that I wrote uh, talked a lot about the kind of the grieving journey of losing our first son. And um, uh, but then, uh, you know, realizing that his uh, his life, you know, the nine days that he was alive, that his life wasn't a waste. Um, yeah. 
because like those nine days still ripple through my entire life and even have led me to the path of, you know, connecting and engaging with other people in their grief journeys. Um, so, uh, you know, his life may have been short, but his memory uh, it still goes on. And, uh, yeah. and, and he was the one that showed me that I am capable of, you know, being a father, I'm capable of, of having that fatherly love. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So I'm, for, I'm forever grateful for that. Um, you know, not that loss, but that experience. Um, yeah. yeah. Because I, I feel like it, it shaped me into to the father that I am. Yeah. And being that being that your journey started out different from some of our previous guests, I can imagine that like the 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 second time, the next time when you and your wife found out that y'all were having a baby, it was kind of stressful, fearful that you yeah. you don't want to get your hopes up. And yeah. then have that same thing happen again. So were y'all a- mm-hmm. were y'all ever able to enjoy the experience of her being pregnant? Um, I, I think for the you know for the most part, uh, once we found like a really good medical team, and and, uh, and so my wife was in really good hands throughout both of these pregnancies, and. Um, and her, I always have, I know it's Father's Day, but I have to give her credit. Like she, mm-hmm. she is the most like sacrificial, like loving example of a mother that I've ever seen. So um, like, yeah. uh, I, I, I don't know if I will ever be able to like explain the amount of uh, you know, amazement that I have uh, knowing that she went through what she went through, you know, to, to have healthy babies. And um yeah. Uh, so I think the medical team uh, kind of eased a lot of the the stress and the in those what if feelings. Um, but definitely, like after you lose a child, there there's always going to be that um, you know that kind of paranoia. Yeah. And uh, even now, you know, like uh, our three year old and our six year old, and I have no shame in admitting this, but both our boys still sleep in our room. Um, like mm-hmm. they have their own separate beds, um, but like. Uh, like we all sleep in the same room. And, uh, and a lot of that started because, you know, we were terrified to not be in the same room as our kids. Like, you know, what if they stop breathing when they're sleeping or yeah. anything like that? Um, uh, but now like, it's just kind of, we want, you know, we want them to move into their own room when they're ready. And, right. uh, um, and you read a lot about like other countries where like, that's the normal, like the family all sleeps right. in the same room. And, uh, so like those are the things that you're kind of embarrassed to to let out of the bag, but uh, I wouldn't say that's I, yeah. embarrassing at all. I think yeah. that's that's pretty yeah. cool. Um, and yeah. coming from your experience, I wouldn't expect anything less. Yeah, mm-hmm. definitely. And I feel like that probably kind of strengthens the bond mm-hmm. too, man, that y'all have with the kids. I mean, that's that, to me that's that's amazing actually. You know, yeah. I mean, and, and I think that's a good point. You know, when they're ready, which they will be, their boys, and they'll eventually get to that point where they're like, oh, right. I want my own room. I want to, you know, but when they yeah. do that, then they'll be completely ready to do it. And, you know, you, you yeah. handle it, you know, with the nurturing that you handle in this situation. So, man, I, I, I like yeah. it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, no it'd probably be more. It'd probably be more of an adjustment for you and your wife. You'll be like, right. <laughs> We, yeah, that's y'all a, not uh, able to fall asleep because they're not in there with y'all. Yeah, and we were actually just talking about that, uh, and uh, she was saying that like she feels like when they first uh, 
when they first move into their own rooms that like she'll end up like sleeping on on the floor in their room at night right so, uh, <laughs> so yeah so those like yeah those the nerves and the in the you know the what ifs and the probably being overly cautious with our kids it's it's definitely there um yeah but uh i, I don't think it's um i don't think it's uh, like an unhealthy amount um, no especially especially these these days yeah like uh mm-hmm. where the the type like in walmart and stuff like our kids have to stay in the buggy they have to stay like right with us like mm-hmm. um we're not, you know, we're not putting our kids on leashes or anything, but we're, uh, <laughs> but like, uh, there's just that like extreme, like over protection with my boys. Um, but, uh, but I don't, I don't think it's a bad thing. No, I, yeah. I, I commend you for that. Yeah, definitely, man. And I know that yeah. with, with a lot of guys, they're like that with their girls. There's, they get super overprotective, but I think it's, it's dope that you're doing that with your, with your boys, because yeah. I think you know, to have that fatherly figure for, for a little boy and to see that family structure like firsthand, yeah. like you see what mom and how mom and dad interact all the time. So that all that's doing is just teaching them how to interact, you know, going forward and how love is supposed to look, right. you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, and so now like our, um, our oldest, our six-year-old, he is, He's getting to the point, uh, like I was just talking to somebody on my show the other day about, uh, you know, like those harder life lessons that you eventually have to teach your kids. And, yeah. uh, it, and, uh, and we brought, uh, I think he brought up like the, uh, everything going on, you know, and, uh, and I'm talking about racism and, and how do you, like, how are you going to, 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 to have that conversation with your kids? And, uh, yeah. and that was one of the eye opening things like really eye-opening and heartbreaking things for me uh, was like, uh, like understanding like the, the pain that like uh, that people of color have to go through, like having those discussions with their kids so early yeah. because of safety reasons. And, uh, right. and like, I was, I was telling him, you know, for me, like uh, I don't, I haven't felt the need to have that conversation with my kids because like, um, you know, they, they don't understand that at all. Like they, Mm-hmm. skin color is the last thing that that they would ever think is is a difference you know between people um yeah but uh but he was saying you know you you kind of do have to have those conversations at some point uh yeah because like no matter how much you protect them at home the older they get like reality outside yeah. of the home is going to happen so right. so that's kind of where i'm at in fatherhood these days is like figuring out how how those deeper conversations take place with kids, mm-hmm. because even though they're young, like they're really smart and, uh, mm-hmm. and they, they catch on to things that you don't expect them to catch on to. Um, but so, uh, you know, f- for me, uh, I, uh, I'm a very big believer in, in individuality. And, mm-hmm. uh, and so I always want to encourage individuality in my kids. And uh, I think a lot of the problems that our country faces today are because of uh, like over preconditioned ideology and, yeah. and you know, uh, the, uh, a lack of freedom of expression and, and, and things like mm-hmm. that. So uh, so like there's more instead of just like you know, constantly, uh, I guess, staying on top of my kids about things as they get older, um, you know, it's more so about just kind of instilling more simple 
virtues in their lives. Um, right, right. Like, uh, yeah, do no harm is, uh, uh, as a massage therapist, that's one that uh, all throughout training and stuff they, they teach us is, is like your entire practice should be centered around the idea of never intentionally causing harm to anybody. And, uh, and so that's a big one that I, I'm starting to kind of share with him, you know, when he does things wrong or, you know, when he uh, does something that upsets mama or, or something uh, or gets in a fight with his brother, you know, I kind of let him know, like, um, you know, you don't want to harm somebody on purpose, you know, right. um, there, there's better ways to go about it. And uh, right. let, let's sit down and let's sit down and figure out how we could do this in a more respectful way. Yeah. Um, so uh, so do no harm is a big one. Um, have an open mind is is another one that I feel like um, more kids should be encouraged to yeah. to have these days. Yeah. Um, there's so much diversity in in society that like if you're not training your kids to have an open mind, like you're mm -hmm. training them to be very judgmental towards yeah. people that they may encounter. And uh, so that's one that we definitely encourage. Um, creativity is another one that we really yeah. encourage um being a musician you know my my kids yeah you know, <laughs> they uh they have grown up around like the entertainment business so uh yeah. so my kids love love playing music and dancing and uh our oldest now is really into beatboxing he's watching like beatboxing videos on youtube wow and how to beatbox. <laughs> now, that's that's it's cool that's, uh, that's that's crazy because you're a drummer and yeah. I can see that just kind of falling down the lineage. That's how the, that's how a lot of drumming started yeah. with the, you yeah. know, with the right. beatboxing <laughs> and the tapping on the desks. The next thing you know, yep. <laughs> you got the set. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then uh, and then I think uh, another one, um, and uh, I think this is one that more like just men in general need to kind of. Uh, grasp the concept of like not being afraid of feelings not being afraid of emotions yeah, uh, yeah. i heard you guys uh earlier talking about like crying and, and stuff like that and uh, oh, yeah. and, uh so like I, I i definitely try to encourage my kids like you know not to uh not to fall into like the stereotypical idea of what a man is supposed to be you know right mm -hmm. right so uh yes that uh that men who are in touch with their emotions are are the best uh, mm -hmm. best men that society that society needs. So uh, yeah, so right. yeah, just those simple things, you know. Um, I don't. Uh, I'm sure maybe when my boys are teenagers, that'll all change. So <laughs> <laughs> I hope not, because right. I, I think like some of the ways that some of the things that we've been taught are 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 very um, counterproductive to being mm -hmm. able to connect with people because having emotions and being able to express those emotions shows more strength than mm -hmm. suppressing them, which we've been taught that showing emotions is a sign of weakness mm -hmm. when right. that, that's totally wrong. Yep. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, uh, that's one thing that I was, uh, I was talking to someone else about uh, the other day that was uh, asking me how I feel about like the protesting and stuff going on. And mm -hmm. I, and I told him, I said, that's one thing you have to respect about this generation that's coming up is that like, they're not afraid to share their emotions and they're not afraid to, you know, 
ask difficult questions and, and, and share mm -hmm. difficult experiences and they're not a, afraid to voice their opinions and to to you know, let their voices be heard and uh, right. so for me, for me I'm very excited to see like what my children's generation will be mm -hmm. um, because I, I think as a whole like our society is moving into a much more open and, and in touch with yourself type of uh, yeah. type of environment you know mm -hmm. uh, I think uh, er you know earlier back like things were always hush hush and you know as a yes. man like you know, you're not you're not supposed to share your feelings and right. things like that. So um, these days, I think that's kind of starting to make its way out. And there's mm -hmm. a lot more more openness in, in, in sharing, and uh, and I think that's what's best for society moving forward. So uh, yeah, my part, I love my, yeah, I love my, and I love exactly. Um, I love what you're doing with mm -hmm. helping men express mm -hmm. like mental health issues. Yeah. That, that's one of the big, the ta the most taboo topics in our society is right. I think women have started to catch on and now they're expressing themselves more and they're admitting that they need help in that area. And it's mm -hmm. starting to catch on now with men and the more men that we get to get on board and start being open about it, the more to catch on with other men, because all it takes is that one to start the domino effect and mm -hmm. then it becomes, you know, more, more accepted to where men are now openly expressing, you know, I, I see a therapist because I know I need help and mm -hmm. there's nothing, there's no embarrassment and no shame in that. Right. Yeah. Right. You know, I think a lot of men, that's one thing that you mentioned that Erica, that's a lot, that's one thing a lot of men really kind of have to get over that fear of receiving help because mm -hmm. we're getting to this bravado stage where we think that, you know, oh, we can handle this because we're a man or we get shamed by other men for, for mm -hmm. you know, we don't want to seem like we're weak or we don't want to seem like that. But there's many cases where, hey, you know, there are men out there who, who do need, you know, someone to talk to. You know, or someone just to just to vent to if it's not just venting, you know, I mean, but a lot of men, especially in the in the black community, are afraid to get that assistance. And we mm -hmm. deal with a lot of trauma, especially in the black community with, the, you know, anywhere from being raised in, you know, a lot of broken homes. You know, mm -hmm. to being able to look and see the visuals of people that look just like us being, you know, you know, mowed down in the street or, you know, mm -hmm. having, you know, so yeah. we we have a lot that we have to, to get off our chest and mm -hmm. to face that without knowing that there's someone there that can help or to to try to, you know, just stick your chest out and say, no matter if I got this broken leg or broken arm, and that's really what emotional trauma does to you. It's almost like physical mm -hmm. trauma, you know, yeah. you would have just dragged that broken arm, you know, knowing you're not a hundred percent and just try to keep on, you know, you got to be able to accept help and accept that healing. And I think, you know, that's important, Zach, that you, that you bring that up too. A lot of men need to be able to know that, hey, I need, I can be in touch with my emotions. I can cry if I need to. Um, a lot of men don't have that, 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 uh, the, the ability to do that yet. And I feel like right. it's important going forward that, you know, we push that agenda, mm -hmm. you know, for men to, to heal. Because if the men mm -hmm. can't heal, we can't, you know, how are we expected to lead if we can't, you know, mm -hmm. heal ourselves? Yeah. Right? Yeah. 
Yeah, definitely. Yes. You got? Cool. I was lagging. My bad. <laughs> oh. <laughs> lagging. Uh, got it. Yeah. No, no. I definitely appreciate you guys uh, letting me share some time with you. Um, Thank you I'm for a, sharing with us. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I always enjoy uh, getting to hang out and learn from you guys uh, on Facebook and everything. So it's uh, it's neat to finally get to connect on your show. And uh, right, thank and, you for tuning uh, for yeah. joining us. And we we're yeah, gonna get together guys. and do some more collaborations in the future. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. All right, guys. Yeah, Will you enjoy you the rest of your Father's Day? All right, take care. All right. <laughs> Bye. I call him the Zen master because he, he, <laughs> he just got this mellow voice and you know it's like yeah like, he's got that calming you know what I'm saying? like the, yeah exactly you mm -hmm. know you talk to him you 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 do it's weird because I've, I've I've seen people talk to him on this show or you know when he's you know just talking to people in general and you always get this sense of like oh I'm calm down now everything's all right mm -hmm. <laughs> you know yeah. Um, I watched one of his videos and the the tone in his voice and how he speaks is it, real relaxing. Right, you know, you'll get to a point because even you in the video interview, you're like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. I don't know. I think this dude just hypnotized me. <laughs> and you don't even know that. You'll be like, whoa, what just happened? Whoa, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> so we're going to close the show out with you, Gator Beater. Take us back to that moment when you heard you were going to be a father. What was going on in your head? <laughs> oh, I had a shot on that one. <laughs> I had a weird experience because the scenario that happened with me was um, my ex-wife and I were, we were already going through the separation phase mm. and uh, we were like, okay, well, you know, you living where you at, I'm over here where I'm at, wherever. So one night randomly, I decided to mosey on over there to go get my winter coat. Because I got one of my coats over there and after the studio, and I'm a little tipsy, and I think she was a little tipsy too. And we ended up doing a do. And maybe about a month or so later, you know, I get a call and she's talking about she's pregnant. And it's like, what? I'm pregnant. <laughs> for who? <laughs> what you mean for who? <laughs> well, well, yeah, look, we separated. Yeah. For you. Uh, but. We, you know, we, we talked about it and it was one of those things where when I, when I, we had tried while we were married, we had been trying for a couple of years and nothing mm -hmm. happened. And one of the things that, you know, I had always wanted, you know, I grew up with my friends being, you know, I got one friend of mine, RJ, got eight kids, you know, um, my other friend, Larry, five, my friend, Chunk, four, um, you know, I, 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 all my friends had all these kids. I was always Uncle George. Mm -hmm. And, you know, they would, some of the kids as they got older, why you don't have no kids? <laughs> and, I, you know, it was, it was a difficult thing. I had wanted to wait till I was married to, yeah. to have kids. And, you know, I took that very seriously. I was strapped up. <laughs> so um, when I found out it was, it was grief and it was joy. And it's a weird amalgamation of the two because 
I I was overjoyed that oh my god, you know, she's pregnant and, and you know she says for me, so hey, yeah. I'm good. You know, but then there was grief because it wasn't that 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 ideal situation unit that you know I had always dreamed about. You know, my, my mom and my dad divorced when I was like four. So I had always, you know, looked at all of these, you know, family units that were out there. And I wanted to have that, you know, mom and dad raising a child type of environment. And you know, knowing that that's not what it was. And we talked about that. You know, do we stay together for the for the baby? And it's like, well, no, we at each other's throats now. <laughs> I, I realized I was like, we are able. I, I've got friends who are co-parenting and doing just fine. You know, my friend RJ, I mentioned him. He's got eight kids, but mm -hmm. any one of his kids asked him to do anything. I remember he would drive 40 minutes every night to go read a bedtime story to his daughter. Wow. Uh, and and stay with her till she went to sleep and drive back home. You know, I mean, that's that's the type of people that I was around when it came to their kids. So yeah. I was like, yeah, you can you can co-parent. And plus I wanted, I did not want my child to come up in an environment where he was seeing a false sense of of love. I didn't want him to, you know, come up and you see mom and dad, are, you know, arguing all the time. And, you know, we at each other's throat. I wanted him to have, you know, a true sense of it. So, you know, mm -hmm. me being there wasn't going to help that. Um, yeah. So I did decide to co-parent. And then, you know, of course, I got moved up here literally right before. Well, I got moved up here right before he was born. I was there after he was born. I was still down there. But. Um, it was it was a trying time for me because I didn't you know I didn't want to leave and at the same time it's like well I want to make sure he's taken care of you know mm -hmm. I want a few people who was like you know I told her like go ahead and uh, make sure you got me on child support she's like why you know mm -hmm. like well just put it on there because I want to make sure I mean not not saying that I'm not going you know send you money because I send money home every every month. But it's like, you know, I want to make sure that you got all the paperwork and all that kind of stuff. Don't take care of my child regardless. Right. But, you know, being with him that first day, you know, because she had a C-section. I'll, I'll never forget it because it was September 11th wow. <laughs> in 2012. And um, his name is Karan. So mm -hmm. when we went to the uh, hospital and we said, it's Karan. And they were like, well, it's September 11th. Is y'all y'all Muslim or something? <laughs> I was like, no, nothing like that. His name was Karan three years ago. You know, I took her her brother's name and took my brother's name and merged them together for that. Yeah. But um, but I was the first one to hold him. Because she had she had that C session, she was out. So I was the first one to hold him. And I'll never forget when they talk about, you know, weeping when you see your child. I, I did weep. You know, mm -hmm. I was like, you know, this this is my son. <laughs> you know, it was yeah. like, it was it was a crazy experience. Like I said, you know, to to go from, oh well, you know, I don't, you know, I can't stand this woman to looking at her and saying, you know, I'll always have love for you, you know, mm -hmm. uh, you know, unlike other loves because of the fact that you know we do have a child together. You yes. Know? Uh, so yeah, I mean, it was the first time, I mean, before I first found out, like I say, it was grief and joy, but at the end of the day, I felt like, you know, it, 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 it all worked out. <laughs> to, right. 
you know, for what it was supposed to be. And I wouldn't have it, I wouldn't have had it any other way. I mean, I think about it sometimes where, yeah, I would have liked to have that nice family unit. I would have mm -hmm. liked to have all those, but that wasn't, and I kicked myself for that long time, but mm -hmm. you know, that's not what it was meant to be. And I think learning about love, <laughs> you know, yeah. in this way is what I was supposed to do. So, I mean, yeah, that's 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 really my experience with it. And mm -hmm. I, I death, man. I, you know, I, I've been thinking about you know moving back to Louisiana just for the simple fact that every time I see him, he gets bigger. Yeah, and mm -hmm. you know, it's it's one of those things where you know I feel like especially little boys, it's good to have their father in, you know, in close proximity. It's fine to do the, 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 the voice calls and the, you know, the, the video calling and things like that, you know, and, and, and they understand it. And she understood it's like, okay, well, you're trying to make sure you, you know, work in because I, my job transferred me, they gave me a position, you know, all that kind of stuff. And I would have just been starting all over somewhere else, making a lot less money. So I'm, I was better able to support him by moving up here. But, you know, at the same time, it would really be nice to be closer to him and be able to, you know, play with him. Although, to be honest, last time I was down there, he like to broke my back because he's he's big and he don't realize how big he is. He just used to <laughs> fighting on daddy neck. So when he see me, the first thing he do is he jumps up on me and swings on my neck. Well, you know, when you when you get about 100 pounds, that thing, <laughs> you know, that, ain't, that ain't young no more. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You know, but yeah, I, 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 I love being around him. He's, he's just, uh, you know, he, he, I told him, I was like, he, I don't know, he don't look like me all that much. But then they was like, well, yo, he got your same great hat. His, his, his hat line wop just like yours. I'm like, oh, it sure is, huh? <laughs> yeah, it's fine. <laughs> yes. Well, we want to thank everybody for tuning in today, watching us, and then everybody that's going to listen to us once we get this episode uploaded and i want to send a shout out to all of the dads who stopped by to share their father's day experience with us we so much appreciate it happy father's day to all you wonderful fathers out there again happy father's day to my co-host gator and um thank we're you, gonna get you. up out of here and you go go you gonna go get your steak and scrimps yeah, so yeah, I'm about to go ahead and try to gnaw on this piece of uh, blackened steak I got. I'm gonna, call it, I'm gonna call it Cajun. This is Cajun variety. Cajun variety steak. <laughs> you know? Yes, indeed. <laughs> well, peace out, everybody. Until next time. It's been dope, y'all. See y'all later. <laughs> <laughs>